Welcome back to Bear With Me. The Boston Bruins come back to win one against the Penguins in Pittsburgh in advance to 9-1-0 through 10 games on the back of Hampus Lindholm's OT winner and remain first in the Atlantic, first in the Eastern Conference, and the National Hockey League. I'm Joey Capone. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, what's going on, buddy? I'm feeling really good after I was feeling not good for a while. That's a great way to sum up this evening. I'm feeling good after not feeling good. Like the expression roller coaster is like really overdone, but I don't know how else to describe what the last three hours were. No, 100%. 100%. And there's a ton to get to in this game. I think this episode's going to be like entirely about this game. I think it has to be. Yeah, this was a dramatic one. So, first things first. Actually, no. First, first things first, or thank you. To everybody who's listening, thanks for coming back. If this is your first episode, tuning in. Thank, thank you, so you guys. Much. Uh, some great feedback on the first episode. Uh, and we got some uh, some some good numbers, a surprising number of people who tuned in. So thanks so much for listening and, and for coming back. So it means a lot to us. We appreciate you. We really that, do. Did, did that not sound heartfelt? It really, it, well, it did until you had to ask if it sounded heartfelt. Okay, because it wasn't. I was just trying to. <laughs> turn it up a little bit obviously no the, it, it, the response has been incredible everybody has been incredibly positive um basically i i was thinking like i will share this with friends and family and i'm going to get a lot of like you're great but mm-hmm. the amount of people i don't know saying this is going well is really reassuring so thank you yeah to everybody absolutely thank you guys and i really mean it uh first things first here now rob <laughs> espn Oh boy! The best theme in the game. They do. They That's got okay. The best theme out there. Oh my god, dude! That feels like I'm playing NHL 2K5. Did you ever play the ESPN NHL video games? I played a demo of it on the Xbox 360. That's mm-hmm. as much of experience as I had with it. So yes, like in the target aisle. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like just like craning your neck up like 80 degrees. Yeah, those are always awesome, dude. Those games you you couldn't play for more than like ten minutes because your neck, even at like ten years old, was like, dude, we do not bend like this. Like I don't think this is natural. Yeah, but that that's exactly where my brain goes with that, dude. Best theme in the game. Um, lots of thoughts on their broadcast as a whole. Yeah, but same. The theme just jumps right out to me. I forgot about it. I was like bummed because you want Jack, you want Brick, you want just like the Nessin coziness. Absolutely. But. When that theme came on, I was like, oh, okay, this is actually this is actually a nice little treat. Yeah, the production quality is really great. Like, I have a lot of nitpicks with their mm-hmm. broadcast, which I will get to. Um, yeah. you're right. Like, right out of the gate, you're like, all right. It, it, it almost feels like, is this what? Well, it's like the way NFL is treated in America. It, it's just like the sport. Yeah. And like being a hockey fan in the U.S., sometimes it just feels like you're so behind on that. So I'm like, is this, this is what it would feel like. This is like a taste of like if it had the same intensity. I'm like, I, I'm so it's one of the only times I'm jealous of Canadians is. is oh, that yeah. Time. One I'm of like, the very few times. But no, dude, to even just see that it's on ESPN, like theme aside, just like, oh, we're on a major network with like a major production scale. Yeah. Like, check that. Out. I don't have to tune into the golf channel. Yeah. To I watch get to, this playoff game. I get to read a bunch of tweets saying that hockey is not a sport. It's awesome. Oh, it's the best. Um, dude, the first thing I wanted to bring up about this game was before the game even started. Do you know what I'm talking about here with Monty? Uh, there's he made a few comments during like the the pregame, like saying that they didn't skate well. He said it was the worst morning skate of the year, and he's a little concerned about it. What is that about? I don't know that again. That again, go back to last episode where we're talking about like the cadence of Cassidy. Like that feels like something that almost he would say. Be like, "Hey, heads up, we kind of suck tonight." Yeah, it doesn't then, feel like what Monty's shown us. No, it was kind of strange. I mean, if it was right, it's right. <laughs> I guess. And overall, the Bruins did seem a little sluggish tonight. I will say, like I, they were, they looked tired, which yeah. is wild because the two teams. I don't know if you know this, but the Pittsburgh Penguins have played so much hockey recently. They had a three and four, two days off. A back-to-back, two days off, and then they started another back-to-back tonight. I think it's like seven games in 11 days. My math so it, it's so fair off. to say that they don't look their best, I guess, but to call it the worst morning skate of the year. So I'm going to drop in the audio here if we can find it. 
if you don't hear it in a second, that's because I couldn't find it. All right, so maybe you just heard it. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> I haven't heard the audio yet. I only heard them on ESPN talking about it, and they quoted it like three or four times. It's like every Penn's goal. They were like, uh, Montgomery said this was their worst morning skate of the year, and he was a little concerned about it. So like, they kept it fresh in your mind, although I haven't actually heard the the quote yet. Um, but weird. Certainly a weird thing uh, to say. Even weirder to then like pull off like the comeback of the year immediately oh, after. Yeah. Like that's something you would say like in post game. Be like, oh yeah, like before this, like I was a little worried about how we were skating. But to to say it as a preface to the game itself is an interesting strategy. Surely, surely. Um, they dropped a bunch of stats in the ESPN broadcast. I just want to get out of the way here. Uh, before we even get into like the actual gameplay, uh, the Bruins coming into tonight were averaging 4.22 goals per game, Not and that normally. only went up after tonight as they scored six. I think that they only count regulation though, so the five goals. So four point what? I'm um, four. We'll say yes. Sure, that's, that's hard math to do off the cuff. Um, another one. Pittsburgh had not lost at home until tonight. You never wanna you never wanna be the first, as we talked about last week with the with the Blue Jackets power play streak going. You also want to be the first in a scenario like this. So like as soon as I heard that, I was like, God, I want to do it. I want to be the first one. And alas, here we are. Um, what's the other one? We'll get to them. They're they're mixed in here throughout. But let's just get to the game, dude. Let's get to the game. First thing. I forgot about Marchand and Tristan Jari's history. Honestly, so did I. I can't believe that's him. I, as soon as they showed the clip, I was like, right, dude, that's him. That happened. I never got into my head. I never could have told you who that goalie was that he did that to last year. Is that why he was collapsing anytime anybody breathed on him tonight? That could very well have been why, because he did get like chopped in the neck and punched in the head the last time that he played this team. There was a few times tonight where the play was the Bruins did commit a penalty. They were penalties, but the Penguins players, Jari in particular, just going down a little too easy for my taste. Like you're you're an adult hockey player. Stay on your skates. You're fine. Even when he got hit by Marchand in February, like watching that back when he got punched, dude, he went down hard. He went down like he was throwing a fight. I think it was the worst on the second one. Like the second contact. So the first contact being where Pasternak got pushed into him, and we'll get to that. Yeah. And then the second one is like somebody made like a passing comment, not even a comment, passing contact with him. And he just like, mm -hmm. again, just like deflated. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And that's sort of like Felino called him out on it, like at the end of the second period. He like did the like threw his neck back. Yeah. Which I just that's loved. what he was I, doing. Yeah, absolutely. He was doing. Dude, but no, I, I entirely forgot about the Marshan Jari discourse. Watching that back, the whole Marshan Jari thing, I had almost like forgotten that Marshan does that. You know, it's like it's just because it's been so long. It's like you have the whole off season, and then Marshy hasn't been around. And the first taste of Marshy, you didn't see any of that from him in his first game back. So it's like seeing that in front of my eyes. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's like a major part of his game. He's also an asshole. It's his fuel is how I look at it. Like the more he's doing that. Well, there's 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 a point. There's a tipping point. Like if he's doing it enough, it just like really fuels his game. Where he's like, not only do I want to piss you off, but I'm going to like tack on the fact that I'm scoring on you to make it so much worse. He does reach a point sometimes where it's like if all he is doing is trying to pass through you, that's not usually great. That usually comes from like him being frustrated. Well, but I, it like the really Jari situation, I remember yeah. that being in a situation where it was like, Brad, like you, you got to contribute in another way here. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think he had a really good balance with that tonight. And great to just great to see him back in the lineup, like yeah. fully back. The fact that like nobody, it was not like a big like he's in tonight. It was just like, yeah, he's been practicing like he should mm -hmm. be back tonight. Yeah, they were saying that he, in talking to his doctors, like told them, like, I'm going to make an early return and you need to make sure that I'm good for it. 
he wasn't a matter of like, hey, I'm just going to go behind my doctor's back and go out there. He was like, nah, this like you need to make sure that by this date I'm good to go because that's what's happening. And so they were aware of it. And I guess he did get medical clearance that he was good to go. He didn't just say, screw it. I want to be back for game number nine or whatever. Yeah, it, it, and I think it really speaks to his compete level. Like, I don't think there's anybody in the NHL who wants to play and win more than Brad Marchand. And I don't think there's anybody on the mm. ice who wants the puck more than Brad Marchand. <laughs> that too. That too. You just know what he was like as a kid. It's so funny. Brad, Everybody yeah, hated him as a kid, I'm sure. Because like, <laughs> he's still very much that kid. It's not like yeah. you have to do a lot of digging into your brain. You're like, oh, no, no. That's, it's probably like this, but a little smaller. A little smaller. Not much. What no. do you think of when you see the Pittsburgh Penguins? Like when you know we're playing the Pens, like do you have any like gut thoughts? Well, Crosby is the boring answer. Well, sure. But beyond that, like part of me is just like nice, nice colors you got there. Real original. Do you know the whole thing with like the lawsuit? Yeah, didn't they like well, there was a lawsuit, and then the their Bees defense filed. was like, we have like a random minor league baseball team that wears black and yellow. And that was a big distinction. Like, it's not black and gold. It's black and yellow. Yeah, well, the bees, the bees historically were assholes and were like, because they first sued the um, Hartford Whalers. They were like, we got New England. We already own this place. We got and all the Whalers seven were states. like, what are you talking about? You guys are in Boston. We're in Hartford, Connecticut. And they're like, too close. Move away. And then they sued uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins because they were like, we got black and gold. And they're like, what, you colors? What? You got you own the colors? So uh, that's <laughs> that honestly is one of my first thoughts. That's not what I was going to say, but it is actually one of my first thoughts. What I was going to say is like, I just, I'm never going to accept that their core is aged. I'm never going to like, understand that the pens are not like perennial champs i'm just not gonna ever grasp it so even when the bees are eight and one when you're down five two i just didn't have the faith that they were going to come back i mean i literally right before we started recording here's a glimpse behind the curtain for you guys before we started recording i had to change the intro because i had it written like oh the bees drop one in pittsburgh i had just accepted it already it's crazy like this team is so good and I, it, it's almost, it's going to take me a little bit to understand how good they are right now. I, I, and I think it's like Monty knows that. And he's just like, let's make this interesting. I'm going to tell them that we suck and then we're going <laughs> to suck for a little bit. And then we're just going to win right at the end just to kind of, that was his plan. Like, yeah, like I think he's just fucking with the league at this point and it's honestly working. Um, dude, speaking of sucking. <laughs> That's just a, that's just a go on. For no reason at all. Um, Lauko got his first NHL goal tonight. Congratulations to him. Round of that was clean. That looked good. Beautiful goal. And then uh, what's was, up? How I, like a quick tangent? How good does Nick Foligno look this year? He looks good, dude. He looks good. Is he four million dollars good? Maybe. I don't know if he's four million dollars good. Mm, I don't know if old. I ever expected him to be four million dollars good. It's a long season. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a lot of opportunities to earn four million dollars. If he, if today was the last game he played of the season, I don't know if I would say he earned just four million dollars. I'm, I'm still, season left. I don't even want to end on that because I'm really excited for how well he's playing. The speed alone. No, no, but he, I, he, he had a huge assist on that goal. That was like a capital A assist. Did you see Lauko's uh, interview in intermission? I did not. Dude, he seems like a very nice guy. Seems like a very nice kid. I, I don't even know if he's a kid. I don't even know how old he is. Oh, no, I did see it because he did comment on his family watching back home. Yeah. And then he asked, a little like, bit of... do you think uh, your family's up watching? He's like, 100%. I know they are. And then they were like, do you want to say anything to them? He's like, um, I love you. Hi. <laughs> they still <laughs> love like, you, Jonathan. Yeah, they're like really pushing for this like... I don't know, big moment. He's like, um, I love you. I thank you for supporting me. Is that what you want? It was I, good. Think, he, I think between period interviews are just so funny. They're like, you're in the heart of the action. They're like, oh, wait, oh, we have questions for you. I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's wait, maybe. Like literally not waiting for them to catch their breath. Dripping sweat. Like, yeah. like hey, you know, it's pucks and deep. Yeah, I'm just, you know, oh, I would sound traced it down in the, you know, getting down in the dirty areas and just 
making sure we win those battles along the boards <laughs> and just, uh, you know, hopefully come out on top. Collapse. Like, can, yeah, can you get this guy an inhaler? Give him a minute. Um, The pasta penalty, dude, this matching yeah. line. I want to get to that. Yeah, that's tough. That was so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. What are you supposed to do when you're getting pushed from behind? Like at a at a full stop outside the crease. What are you supposed to do with your hands? I understand that that is going to be called every time. I texted you this when it happened. Mm -hmm. That's going to be happened. Every, that's going to be called every time. Your hands extend into the goaltender. That, that penalty is getting called. It's just dumb that it has to get called. Not even just that. But out of the ESPN, the, the commentators, only Ray Ferraro was like, what are you supposed to do in that scenario? Like anybody who's getting shoved from behind is going to put their hands out in front of them. And then they had yep. their like rules expert come in and be like, well, no, that's a penalty. He gave him a what for like implying that it's like pasta really got his two minutes worth there. Yeah. That's and I love like not. right, right as that play happened, like pasta lost the lid and it was like looking right at the ref and he was just like, I don't know what he's saying word for word. We got to get John boy in here, but just like, putting his hands up being like, I, I didn't do anything. Like I what was, was I supposed to do like, that. No, that was tough. Again, it's like, it can both be something that needs to be called a penalty and also be a bullshit penalty. And who, who, who instigated the second contact with Jari? I truly don't recall. I, I was struggling to remember even before. Yeah. I, I don't remember just so much of it. There was, yeah. So a couple minutes later, there's some some more contract. That's when Yari throws his head around and and really hams it up. And there's like a little scrum in front of the net. And a minute later, Sid follows up a breakaway, and like they they kind of overplayed it on the broadcast, but they were like, "Oh, Sid gives it back to Olmark." It's like he didn't he didn't make contact with me. He, you know, snowblowed him a little bit. But like the idea that Sid feels like he had to give back a little bit there is obnoxious. Like, what are we doing in that scenario where like I understand like you are the captain, you're the veteran, like you gotta whatever, but like I have an idea, dude. Just like stand up for your own goaltender. Just like do that instead. Yeah, no, it, it's on. I, I all of the contact made with Jari tonight, like it was still in that like, yes, it warrants a response, but like also calm down. Yeah, it's like not not that response. I don't know. No. I know it was weak. I know it wasn't really anything. It just felt dumb to feel like that's the one you have to do. It's like just I don't know. Protect your net better. Like do that. Like somebody on the broadcast also said like yeah they're gonna keep doing that because they have no disincentive. You know, there's nothing stopping them. There's no reason they wouldn't keep hammering Yari and like keep fighting for a puck until the whistle blows. Like, why would they stop? Yeah, honestly, like 10 years ago, you tried to pull that like someone's getting pulled, like not even pulled, but like someone's getting hurt. So now yeah. it's just like a lot of like pushing. But like, I don't even want to be that guy. So the NHL is not tough enough anymore. But like that is like one of those scenarios where like even I'm like, isn't that something where like you, you see some gloves starting to drop? But. Not yeah. tonight, apparently. No. Uh, who did drop, though, dude? It's Derek Forbert. Have uh, we gotten yeah, an update on what happened there? All I've seen, out upper body, who's out for the rest of the game. Uh, I didn't even really get a good look at the block. I know it was from a block shot, like he was right in front of the net. Mm -hmm. um, is it a coincidence that he leaves the game and then we give up four goals in one period? I say no. I say that's not a coincidence. Rolling I, with five did, I didn't even ahead. think of that. Yeah. I mean, rolling with five defensemen is tough. Mm -hmm. And again, coming from Team Forbert over here, um, that is a really tough guy to be losing. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I really think that had a huge effect on the rest of the game. So again, so in, and to speak to them winning, it's like talking about digging deep, like mm -hmm. only rolling those five defensemen, even if one of them is Hampus Lindholm. Dude, Late in the second, too, Cliffy took a dive into the boards. I'm brutal. glad that I my heart skipped a beat because of the angle of the camera made it look like it was like full twist upper body hitting the boards before anything else. Like I actually, I think I gasped a little bit, and then no, I did. Right I stood. Up. I was like, no, 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 no. Like if you if you had lost Forbert and Clifton in this game, 
and you didn't have that big comeback, this would have been like a potentially like season changing game. If you lost Forbert, if you lost Clifton, and then you lost Swayman all in one game, that is a yeah season not ending, but like twisting altering game. It's altering altering is probably and you get like and you get your shit rocked in Pittsburgh too, like that. Because if you, I'm going to say if you lose Clifton there, I don't think that comeback happens. Not solely on the back of Clifton, but I mean just running for D men. No, absolutely not. Uh, But Omar did get pulled. He did. Shortly after that, uh, he let in five on the first 23 shots that he faced. Uh, and at the time, the conversation was, uh, and he had a 6-0 and record. Doesn't that suck that that's now gone? That that's now tarnished? Is it? But is it, though? No. Is that Omar's music? Oh, my God. Honestly, even going back to the first period, just to cover the goals, mm-hmm. Coyle has three goals in three games now, which I yeah. love. That's really great. He's like, yep. again, like one of those guys that is like a barometer for how well the team is doing. Typically, and like previously, at least like the bottom six, it's like when Coyle's on, like usually you can expect everybody around him to be doing well. Mm-hmm. well I mean, but, if you're just getting production out of your bottom six, period. True. It's like if you're getting secondary scoring in general, you're and probably honestly, in a good spot. And that goal really comes from Frederick's drive to the net, too. Dude, Freddie gets dirty. He does. We can and say I, it. he needs to do that more, and he does it a lot already. But like, I I think like they really need to hone in on like that is your play, like get into the net, like get mm-hmm. to the net. That third line when they announced the practice lines, it was like Freddie Coyle Greer, because Smith is out. Yeah, and there's been a lot of like the conversation was basically Freddie or Greer because that's kind of how it's been shaking down. Mm-hmm. So to see them online together, I'm like, okay, I like this. This is nice. Especially I was going to say, how did you like them together? I liked them. I did like them. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it was like really like strong moments, and then it's quiet. Like it, it wasn't like baseline for the for the the whole of the game. Mm-hmm. But when they were really on, they were a huge a huge difference. Like getting that second goal in the first period was really big. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just like they themselves are really big, and that's how they should be playing. Like out of the three of them, Coyle's I think the most skilled. So for, just I mean, of, for sure. Yeah, I mean, for yeah. sure. So just just push to the net, like just use your sides, like use that to your advantage. And like the more they've been doing that, the more it's been working. Except for immediately after that goalie change, when uh, the bees first of all did did um, did Monty use the, his timeout then? I, I, they didn't like say so, but he said they're calling him over the bench. So I kind of figured that's what was going on. I didn't hear Me them too. explicitly say Montgomery calling a timeout. But the moment that just puck went using in, the injury time there, you know? yeah, like the moment that puck went in, he went over to Swayman and started talking to him and was calling mm-hmm. everybody over. Uh, immediately after that goalie change, bees come down, score. And it goes under review right away for goaltender interference. Uh, speaking of undefeated streaks, Pittsburgh's three for three on their challenges this year, as that does come back. I wanted your thoughts on this one, dude. What do you? Uh, what I'm going to I'm going to pull that even further. They said mm-hmm. on the broadcast that uh, Coach Mike Sullivan has won 14 straight coaches' challenges. Jeez, he's got that's a good replay. Incredible. Room. That's like so. That's like almost if, now going forward. If I know that anytime he pulls like the like the coach challenge, I'm gonna be like, fuck, we lost it. That's it. Like, yeah, it's Sully undefeated. He's Sully not adding that. Lose. That's crazy. But on and when that goal happened, the the Bergeron one, mm-hmm. I was just so excited to see it go and didn't at, at all notice the interference. So, of course, in wearing my black and gold tinted glasses, I was like, what are you talking about? And the first replay, I was like, oh, okay. Like, completely just kicking him out. Like, that was a legit mm-hmm. call and a legit challenge and overturn. Frustrating, uh, but legit. Yeah, I, I mean, part of the reason I wanted your thoughts is, like, I didn't see a clean replay. I just didn't get a good look at it. It did sound like, just just from a tone perspective, it did sound like uh, the the broadcast was just kind of like, yeah, this one's coming back. And it was a pretty yeah. quick review. Yeah, it was like one one replay. Not even a, like, oh, I need another angle. But like mm-hmm. one replay, you're like, oh no, no way. That's no way. That's standing. Yeah. Uh, from there, I get a text from you that's like, 
I don't remember the last time Marshy scored a one-timer. Correct. And then I saw Marshy score a one-timer. I'm ahead of you now? Uh, I think you I, were ahead of me. You were ahead of me in this in this in that moment. So for context for listeners, mm -hmm. for the last 10 years, it's been a running thing that I'm always at least a minute behind in watching a game. And I can't is, text you when when stuff no, happens. I have to tell people I'm like, give it a give it a beat. Like, please, because it's so many goals over the years have been spoiled for me. And it's like you can only get so upset because hey, it's a goal. But when you know there's a goal coming, it completely changes how you're watching it. It's it's odd. It's odd. It is. I mean, it's also just a spoiler. It's like why you yeah, watch. No, I don't know. It's like if you were watching a movie and I like tapped you on the shoulder and we're like, hey, this is the scene where he dies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Going through my notes at this point in the game, this is where I made a note getting back to the comments on the broadcast. Mm -hmm. I hate so much the mid game ad breaks where they just do the oh. picture and the picture in picture. And they yeah. just like, it's like the, they're setting up for a face off and they're like, oh, but what does Dunkin' Donuts have to say about this? <laughs> like, I get that it's like not like mid play, but mm -hmm. I hate it, it so much. It basically is, though. It might as well be. And there's also animated ads in play now. I don't know. There was at one point, there was a graphic on the bottom of the screen that took up like more than a third of the screen. Like they were <laughs> yeah. setting up on the boards on like the bottom of the screen. Mm -hmm. You couldn't see anything. Like, do you know Geico can save you 15% or more on car insurance in case you haven't turned on a television in the last 25 years? Did you know that? Now I do. And now I found out. Yeah, no, I switched over immediately, actually. I have to make a phone call. <laughs> no, I want to go uh, back to the, the Marshan goal, too. Yeah, yeah, Because, again, we, we've talked about this in the past, is that Marshan very rarely, I believe, takes pure one-timers like very few times do i have a recollection of him like opening up the hips and like taking an actual one-timer it's always just collect it back foot snapshot yeah yeah that's his bread and butter so even just seeing him setting up for it i was like leaning forward i was like oh 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 and then what a rocket like Unreal vintage shot. vintage marshan despite being a one-timer like clean clean right through him Beautiful. Beautiful, and to, beautiful goal. And that the goal that makes it five to three instead of five to two, that is so huge. Oh, yeah. Like a two goal lead, as everybody knows, most dangerously in hockey. So the, the moment it goes from three to two, it's like, okay, there's life. There was like still half the game mm -hmm. remaining at that point. But even still, it's like, okay, here we go. This is it. I loved it. But it's like we couldn't even enjoy it for all too long. No. Because Swayman goes down. Swayman goes down hard. Bad. And let me say this, dude. The mics were picking up everything. You could hear everything that was going on at ice level there, which you never do. They were having some audio issues all night. But this one I was very happy about. They boosted the audio on the mic or on the on the ice. Uh, so it looked like af after uh, a replay, um, at first glance, it looked like Bergeron's skate maybe caught Swayman's hip and like extended his groin. And I thought like, oh, like maybe just like forced the split a little quick because like Swayman can get down like that. So it's a little weird though. It doesn't he doesn't seem like a guy who can really pull his groin at all. And then the back angle came from inside the net, and it looks like Bergeron's weight hit right on the front of Swayman's knee. And it hyperextended backwards, you know, like how a knee doesn't bend. The opposite, uh, really. And he was not doing well, dude. He was yelling. Yeah, and any time that the medical staff gets called that quickly, like the moment like Bergeron like got like collected himself, like went over to Swayman and like clearly said something and immediately popped up and it was like calling for medical staff. This is scary. The hand yeah, that's that's always horrifying. Yeah. And and especially when it's the second goaltender that you've pulled in that game, like yeah. just add that context. And but it, it, this is not the same thing, but it gave me uh, shades of when Stamkos broke his leg on the post. Oh, like 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2013, 14 season. And Dougie mm -hmm. Hamilton like shoved him mm -hmm. and they just show this top town angle and you just see exactly when his leg breaks. Mm -hmm. And then two months later was playing at the Olympics, which is science my god but i don't know again, yeah that, those those eastern europeans dude they're 
I don't know what they're up to. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what their bones are made out of. But, dude, Bergey was pissed at himself on the bench. Yeah, of course he was. It was Bergeron. Yeah. He's, like, hitting the bench and, like, watching the replay, dude. Beating himself up for, like, hustling back on a back check. Yeah. And losing his footing. Like, kicking his own ass for that. Like, just what a dude. Yeah, doing absolutely nothing wrong other than injuring his goaltender. Unintentionally. I will add. <laughs> yeah, doing nothing other than like maybe fucking up his goaltender's leg. Yeah. Like I, really bad. The, truly the only thing that I was like, okay, that's something is when he was going off the ice, he, like he wasn't like writhing in pain, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. like, hey, we got there's that. <laughs> and then he was like kind of like flexing his leg. It wasn't like I cannot move this whatsoever. He was like almost like testing it. Yeah. I still think that's going to be a pretty lengthy absence for Swayman. Uh, yeah, it seemed pretty clear great. right away, even if he wasn't writhing, that he like didn't want to test it. No, nor uh, should he. No, 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 no. So the fact that he's like, "Hey, like, get me out of here. This needs attention." Yeah, is uh, especially a guy who you know he doesn't play every night. You know, a guy who's in a system where uh, the goaltending duties are shared pretty fifty-fifty. Like, you'd want to stay out there. You know, if, if yeah. he was capable of it. So to, to pull himself out and say, like, nah, this needs immediate attention. I would, if I had to guess here, dude, yeah, I would say that's probably the last time we see him for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad. Maybe not as bad, <laughs> but I feel bad for Olmark in that situation, too. Yeah, that's a weird situation. Like, almost unheard of. I was going to ask you, I'm like, do you ever remember this happening? Surely it's happened, but I don't know if I've ever seen it. I'm not the memory guy. I'm Fair. sure I've watched it happen. And every time that I've watched it happen, I've gone, wow, I don't think I've ever seen this before. <laughs> but that would be like a great clip to put together if I we're, ever get we're to the early gates. We're going to watch this clip in five years and be like, oh, so this has happened before. Oh, like, this happened 11 times We recorded times prior. this. Interesting. <laughs> but no, I, it, it's, Dude, I, that was knowing, my first thought. Was knowing like that weird. like. The pens, like they know that they can get to you. Mm-hmm. They've already scored five on you. And he's coming onto the ice on the PK. <laughs> like, Woof. like face off in the zone on the penalty kill. This team just put up five and they pulled you out. You're only back in because of an injury. Good luck. That's about as, as bad of a position as you can be in as a goaltender, especially guys who are like already. A little bit of head cases, generally speaking, about goaltenders, guys who like things the way they like them, are particular about their routines. There, You can't get really much further from your routine than that. No, that is. And they even said they're like, he can't take warm-ups or anything. Like, you just have to go in. Yeah, what are they going to do? Like, just take penalty shots on them for a minute or two? I think they do that. I think if, like, a new goalie comes in, like, they get, a, like, a couple shots on them. Oh. I don't know if. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah I guess. I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to picture it. It is weird. Yeah, I guess. It, I was it happened this season when I was at the game. Mm-hmm. I was like, why are they taking shots on their own goalie in the middle of a game right now? What's <laughs> happening? Maybe you're just watching like a I was really, like, that's a different really goaltender. Dumb team. That, that's a different goaltender. Okay, okay, okay. That'll do it. That'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, uh, but I, when you're saying like what a terrible situation for him to be thrown into, uh, you can't handle it any better than not letting in any more goals. That'll do it. That means what more <laughs> like, can you ask for other than like him an, scoring one? That's like about as much as you can ask. A different goaltender came back. That was incredible. Like he looks so good. He looked great. Yeah. And like we kind of breeze past like the Penguins three goals in like two minutes, including two and 20 seconds. Yeah. Like one, like coming from like uh, the the incoming penalty on Marshan for the interference. Like again, one of those like, yeah, probably interference, but also like you didn't need to fall down like it's you're fine mm-hmm. and then afterwards it was like like brian rust who like my god like i forget how good rust is and every time we play pittsburgh i'm like oh, we have to deal with him all game long. there's just always a new dude or two in I don't pittsburgh even, I don't think he's like, new. it's huh. just that like it's like you don't play them that often so you kind mm-hmm. of forget about it and like he's not so good or he's like like topping like nhl.com frequently or anything like that mm-hmm. But it, it's like he had a few plays tonight where like halfway through the game, whenever he had the puck, I got a little nervous. I mean, they they just have a, a 
a deep roster, dude. I mean, the, the Pens in general, they just, when they have possession, they're just always a threat. Yeah. And like we talked about, like the core aging, but mm-hmm. even still, like I like am not comfortable when Crosby, Malkin, or, or Latang are on the ice. They played together for 17 years. Yeah. That's insane. That math screwed me up for a bit. I had yeah. to like sit there and do that. I was like, I was like 17 years because they said the way they said it was like, how did they word it? They were like a combined 61 years. And I was like, what? I had to break that down. Yeah, 51. Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry. Can we go through that one more time for a second here? How does that make sense? It's right. Yeah, I saw right before the season started. It's like it's the longest a trio has played together in professional sports. Like, I don't know, like, all time or just, like, currently the, the leading trio. But regardless, I'd like... I'd be amazed to, if there was one longer. Three guys, one team. 17 years. That's yeah, I mean, incredible. Who does that? That's too long. They just... Damn. Dude, I'm sorry. Did Melkin get a four-year deal? Did he really? 34? Malkin can do that, I bet. That's Malkin not surprising. That's a shitty brand of hockey, and it reminds me of me. And like I watch, I hate him with like a particular hate. You can only really have for people who remind you of yourself, like that real inner hatred. Like you see somebody at a party, make a joke and you're like, I would make that joke. I hate you like that. Like, ugh, I'm, I could do a better you than you're doing. Not that I'm saying I'm better than getting mocked. What I'm saying is like, that's no, it's just like a, I watch him play and I'm like, you're doing all the things my dad yelled at me not to do. Like you're coasting back on defense, like you're cherry picking high in the slot. You're taking a shot first mentality all the time. You're whining about every call. You're not getting in the dirty areas and you're still very, very good. And that pisses me off. He takes a lot of penalties too. a lot yes, of penalties, a lot of undisciplined, bad, whiny yeah. penalties. Mm-hmm. And that's how I played the game, baby. And it's like, I, I just, I have like a, a, a unique feeling about Evgeny Malkin. But I guess when you play that way and you don't burn out your legs, you can get a four-year deal at age 34. Yeah, and again, it's just the Russian brand of hockey almost. It's just the, like, Russian machine don't break. They're like, yeah, like, my, you, he's going to be good for another four years as far as, like, Malkin's brand of hockey goes. Like, he's that's not going to fall off too much. He's like a Russian brand of hockey on steroids. It's like it's a caricature of that might Russian be hockey. That might be redundant. That's true. Yeah, he's he's a Russian version of Russian hockey. There we go. Yeah, it's collapsing he's, in on itself. He's a black hole of Russian hockey. Where it's like it's um it's a caricature. It's like he he has this low effort, but is like insanely talented. His talent just like makes up for everything else. <sighs> I hate him. <laughs> deep deep breath. Anyway, uh, after the Swayman injury, I made a mm-hmm. note. Once play resumed, uh, they the play the puck was behind the Bruins goal, and Cliffy tried to clear it, and like a really cathartic, like full weight slap shot around the boards, and it went like ten feet. And I was like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how it's going right now. That's about yeah. that's about right. Yeah, and that was right when uh, they put the perfection line back together too, which that was while. interesting. That was also, inter- that's all hands on deck. Also, I really don't like the name The Perfection Line. I don't think really any Boston fan likes the name Perfection Line. Like I it mean, is, we know who coined it. Uh, dude, was it NBC? I feel like it was NBC. It was a certain guy. It's one guy. Um, <laughs> a guy who's not really noted for being a cool guy or uh, coming up with cool things, cool nicknames. And he loves the fact that he came up with this dude. He just relishes in the fact it's Joe Haggerty. He just loves going to be Pierre. No, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a Boston guy, of course. but it's like, he, he just relishes in the fact that he came up with it. I hate it. Well, I, can we make a, an oath to not call them that on this show? It's just the, I, I, I can't even call it the Berger online anymore because mm-hmm. that's a little too dynamic. Like, uh, there was one, it was like the fact it was like something being French because it's like the rat, the pasta, and the Frenchman, or something like that. Like the ratatouille, the ratatouille line, I think is what it might have been. We can can call them that. I don't, I don't love it. I don't hate it. But like, I want to call them like the perfect line. 
and then all and then like wear it like a badge of honor like we came up with that no that's well, ours we came up with it the word perfect is my problem with it is because it's almost pretend well it is pretentious i think exactly it's i just want to steal it away from hags this isn't even about how <laughs> you want credit the for the terrible name. i want to take credit for it yeah. and, and go to him and be like dude that's not true i've yeah. been calling them that for a long time you, you just set yourself up calling them that because the moment they do anything that isn't perfect, you're like, oh, the perfection line. It's like it's a weird standard to set. It's a it's humans. an entirely unrealistic standard to set. Yeah. And Bergeron is it perfect. It doesn't roll anyways. off the tongue, too. Yeah. yeah. No, and, but, yeah, that's not even really my problem with it. It's just that it's it just another forced. Piece. Like, I like when lines just are really the, the nicknames are really organic. Or like, no, it's just like, oh, they're so they're perfect. Merlot. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's exactly what I was saying. It was the Merlot line. I really like that. Or the it numbers line last year. I liked uh, the, the oceans line. That was uh, 11, Frederick 12. Smith coil, 11, 12, yeah. 13. That was a really good line. Oceans that line. That's a great line. Perfection just doesn't. It's not like you would look at them and be like, oh, I get it. <laughs> it's just, you know, there's no like <laughs> no, I don't. thing about it. It's just like, oh, because they're all good. Cool. Yep. <laughs> nice. Really interesting. Yeah, not great. All right. Great so, take there. Enough well, hags hate. Enough yeah. hags hate. Yeah, we'll get to we're, that. We'll have them on later. Next another week. show. <laughs> <laughs> so at this one, it was like five to three in the game, mm. and I made a note. It's like Pasta had that really great Pasternak esque rush. Yeah, and the that, moment like, it backhander. Yeah, the moment it didn't come to fruition, I'm like, I think that's the game. Like you get like one or maybe two of those, and they'll closing three to four minutes, three to five minutes, and if you don't capitalize on it, that's it. Um, I was thinking a very similar thing. It was like right around that time. I was like, that's like a, a desperation act. That's like pasta going 110% going all out. And if that didn't work, I don't know what's gonna, uh, what would work is Taylor Hall's first shot on goal of the game. Was it really? It was again, credit to the broadcast. Cause they called out now they're like, yeah, he's been quiet. And this is his first shot. <laughs> it was that like wow. 180 sweep. Like he collected it out of the air. And just kind of like, eh, I'm going to put it on net. And it went right, right in. My note here is just Taylor Hall in all caps. Because that's all it needs to be. <laughs> Dude, but once it got there, once it got within one, it's like, oh, they have to win this. Like, they're they're yeah. winning this game. Like, you have too much they, momentum. Yeah, it's just, it's not going to come back. And like, the second the, you know, they emptied the net, it was like, here we go. It's just a matter of doing it. Even when they scored the one to tie it up, I didn't like lose my mind. I was like, yep, you're damn right. That's what we do. Like now yeah, let's you, now let's win this thing. I was thinking I'm like out of any team right now who's going to come back and win this game, it would be Boston. We haven't done it yet this season. There is a I feel like a pretty long-standing history of the Bruins winning games at the end of third periods, like really specifically in the last like 5 minutes. So it's like, oh, here we go again. It's still super exciting. Like I was like fist pumping around my living room. Mm -hmm. It was pretty great. It was also right up to that goal that <laughs> ESPN dropped. And here's another stat that in the last 10 years, at any point when the Bruins were down by three goals, their record was two, 115 and four. And they were like, oh, so you're saying there's a chance? And just kind of like chuckling, like, okay, well, <laughs> numbers don't lie, right? Yes, like they, they do. Literally, there literally is a there literally is a chance and, and look at it happen. Dude, um, which brings us to overtime. First of all, this is just a, a stupid thing, but it's like uh, this is the first overtime game of the year, correct? Uh, no, this is, I think, our third, actually. No way. Third. Yeah, there was the wild game third. where Taylor Hall won it, yeah. and then there was the shootout yep. where Taylor You're Hall right. won it. <laughs> Those are actually back You're to absolutely right. Yeah, I'm the memory guy, dude. I'm going to totally uh, – I'm definitely going to remember that. Next, next episode, when the game inevitably goes to overtime – I'm probably for sure again going to be like this is the first one of the year, right? Absolutely, 100%. Um I just appreciate how short the gap is from the third to overtime. I love it a lot, honestly. I really do. And like I, well, I don't know what year they implemented 3 on 3 overtime, but before that it was like a full intermission break. It was you know, it was a 5 on 5 20 minutes and like hey, we got to get the same bonies out here. Yeah. I genuinely appreciate the two minutes, the like three Geico commercials, three insurance and prescription drug commercials that I watch to then be met with three on three hockey uh, or four on three hockey after after that trip. Uh, I was with you 
when you said like that's not a penalty, especially not like an overtime penalty. The tripping call in Lindholm. Yes. Yeah. I, I well first it just looked like he was falling. It just looked like yeah, it just looked like a battle. It looked like he got I mm-hmm. mean, he's coming down one on two. Like you lose that battle, and yeah, you go down. Yeah, the, no, I, it was there was like one angle where you get a really good look at Lindholm's stick getting right under his skate. And you're like, all right. Fine, yeah. fine. But even then, yeah. I don't know. It's like you've already lost the battle. It's not like he's on a break. It's yeah. not like you're taking a, a scoring chance away from him. Like you've lost the battle. You're one on two. And like a, a stick just got caught up under your skates. Like I understand that's like you have to be in control of your stick. It's like it's, it's that's your responsibility. But like it just got caught up. It wasn't and it. It's a matter of intent in overtime, I think, has to be taken into account more. Yeah. And uh, imagine if that was flipped and that happened to the Bruins and it wasn't called. And then you lose the game. Oh well, I would freak out. I would, I would yell, and I'd be like, "It doesn't matter about intent. It's a matter of this. The, you have to be in control of your stick, and it went under a skate. It's a call. Mm-hmm. You have to call it." Yeah, I, but no, that's I not agree. what happened, Rob. <laughs> so that's no. not what I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to correct myself because I'm sure there's listeners right now looking forward to correcting me on this. Uh, the five to four goal is actually Pavel Zaka's goal. I said it. Right. Was, I, I said it was Taylor Hall's. Taylor Hall was one who tied it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, the Zarko was beautiful. It was the Lindholm wrister and just a very clean downwards tip by Pavel Zaka. Perfect. Yeah, like that, that's so nice. That and then the Taylor Hall tying goal. And then the Hampus Lindholm end to end video game, coast to coast, D screen, top shelf snip job. What is that? Dude, like every game. I like have to reevaluate how good I think Hampus Lindholm is. I'm like, it's because every game he does something more. He ups the ante. What and on okay, and what's even funnier is that at the end of the second period, like the mm-hmm. stats come out. Like, so this is per Scott McLaughlin off of Twitter. So in 1637 of five on five ice time, the when Lindholm was on the ice, the Bruins were being out attempted like 25 to 14. And there was just like, this is not a great Lindholm game. And even the broadcaster were like, he's looking shaky in this first period. Mm-hmm. So for him to have like a huge assist on that five on four mm-hmm. and then have, as you said, video game goal, which is exactly what that looks like. Just like, I got it. Like that's a Charlie McAvoy goal. If anything, I think it's like uh like an Eric Carlson goal, a vintage Eric Carlson goal. You you don't, you're not a Carlson guy. He should not have won a Norris. That is no. kind of it. No, and it, which is honestly he's more, the most popular defenseman in the league. For it's my gripe with the trophy itself. Yeah, even Gretzky was like they need to have like a Bobby Orr trophy or like a Ray Bohr trophy, where it's for the defenseman with the most points, because then it frees up the Norris to actually go to the best defenseman. Is it what goes it to like for. the most popular defenseman of the year, it's, who made if, the most headlines, who made the league money. You need to be in the top three points for defenseman to win the Norris now. That is just, you need to be. Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to get in consideration. So Hampus uh, has a good shot, is what you're saying. Honestly, at this point, yeah. Like, before, going into this game, he had a plus, he's a plus nine. Like, he's... Wow. Charlie McAvoy in this on this team right now in this system is I think going to be the best McAvoy we've ever seen. I just I, I I'm worried about what moves are going to have to be made to bring him back. Uh, it's not as bad as you might think. So uh, right, do you have that? Yeah. So a full roster, mm-hmm. and a, this is assuming Riley is down in Providence, where I think we're only like just under one million over the cap. So if you can like wave okay. one more person, like people talk about waving Strawman or something, mm-hmm. then we'd be fine. And I think and that that's again assuming like a full roster because like a full roster we are not right now. I mean Swayman's not even. I don't even think he's making a million dollars. Like Swayman yeah. is like really small contract. But yeah, it's I mean for a guy who's making what like um, ten ten and a half a year, for him to come back in, we're not that in bad of a position. That's pretty great. I was super worried. I'm like, we're going to be 10 million over the cap, but it's, yeah, it's, it's no, I mean, I was thinking that, that too. It's like, what are like, if you got to drop three guys. Like how much do you need to mess with the roster of this team to get like your best defenseman back? Not that bad, but uh, yeah, I'd like then, to go through the math there and see like who, who would actually be a good candidate to, to move around. Maybe not right now, but give me a minute. In the future, are you, I was gonna say, are you actually crunching numbers no, right now? You look like you're pulling not. stuff up. No, okay. No. Uh, uh, and uh, another thing for Lindholm is before the mm-hmm. actual game winner is he had that two on one with Nosek, 
Yes. That pass and the moment it left his stick, I'm like, that's so high. And Nose collected it in speed. And that was so impressive. I thought and that then, was gonna be it. And then in well, Thomas Nosek has been the, the meme for him for so long has been how snake bitten he is. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's every it's it's gotten so far into it that it's like a joke within a joke that he still cannot score. Like I still like his play yeah. and like again, like collecting that pass at all was incredibly impressive. But like, yeah, of course he's gonna hit post on that play in overtime in this game. Yeah. <laughs> If there was a if there was a chance to rewrite the script, that probably was it. Yeah, but again, I, I looked at more as like that's Lindholm like having a really great later part of this game yeah. after having a not so great start. Yeah. And part of that could be Forbert being out, dude. Part of that could be like the added um, and McAvoy being out. You know, yeah. that it's like you, you need to step up. You're, I was going to ask, guy. do you think? that forbert being out uh, let's just guess and say it's like a month i have no idea what it's gonna be this is for a hypothetical okay um do you think that pushes up mcavoy's return at all do you think any part of mcavoy being out right now is just because we don't really need him or is it just because that's his timeline if this was april maybe yeah uh the fact that you're like the best team in the league by a good margin in on November 2nd is, is not a means to rush along your star of the future. I think that would be pretty irresponsible. I think you, you give him his time and you just, whatever. Cause I mean, we've talked about it, dude. Like if the Bruins play 500 hockey from here out, they, win i mean they have 100 points they're a 100 point team if <laughs> oh, they play 500 terrible. hockey from here is my, am i right because they're they're eight games over 500 so that would mean 49 wins yeah plus an overtime loss here and there yeah i like that i like that man so they're they're a 100 point team if they play 500 hockey from here on out so i don't think you rush mcavoy back under any circumstance i think right. you give him all the time he wants i think brad rushed himself back because brad wants to play hockey yeah but like i also like don't think they would have let him fully play unless he was like genuinely ready yeah they even said that like that day he came back that was the game they had earmarked and they just didn't say they didn't want to be like very public about that they would they kept sense. it pretty you know vague as it's usually the case with the nhl but they're like you just this don't want to set an expectation and then have it not be met for one reason or another yeah like you don't want to and yeah that's it's a crazy specific goal have you ever heard somebody like he will return december 7th I'm like that's yeah. in four months what do okay. you know I'm like yeah <laughs> okay strange yeah and then if he came back the ninth people would have been like oh up, uh, something's up with Brad. Yeah, no, I don't just, know. There's no need for it, but no. I but got so some that, other notes on the broadcast. What's up? Uh, I was just going to say that's fifth loss in a row for Pittsburgh, too. That is tough. Hell yeah. That is a tough loss. Eat rocks, dude. Eat rocks. <laughs> uh, I got a couple of notes on the broadcast. Let's hear it. Uh, miking up Jake Gensel was the most nonsense, nothing bullshit decision I've ever seen in my life. That was yeah. just nothing. <laughs> Give the mic to Brad Marchand, please. <laughs> you cowards, do it. That they won't because he always scores when they do it. They won't because he always scores. There's like some weird stat about like whenever he's mic'd up for a game that like he plays out of his mind. I believe that. That seems like him. Why would you not do that? Give it Honestly, to him. He plays out of his mind most games. He's a good hockey player. But I've heard that about him. That's my take on it anyway. Yeah. But Jake Gensel, it's like they had like, oh, here's Jake in warm-ups. He's like, hey, you ready for the game? All right. Hey, uh-huh. hey, looking good, buddy. Looking good. And they're like, I had more to come later. And then in the intermission, they're like, and here's some of Jake Gensel mic'd up in the first period. It's like, up, 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 up. On your left. Hey, good shift out there, boy. Hey, good job. It's hard hitting. That's what it is. It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Is this, this is the best use of, of your, I don't know. It's like, there, there's not somebody better. I wonder Just when they, or, I wonder when they're told they're being mic'd up. 
Because and I'm sure there's players that really don't like it. I would imagine that players have the freedom to say no. Oh, that's interesting. I always wonder if it's like something that's like X many games. Like not even you have to, but like we can come up to and be like, you're wearing a mic this game. One thing I've learned um, from working with the Sox this last year is like just how much autonomy the athletes have. Like the team can't just like make them do anything. They're they're like human beings. And like interesting. The, the, key, the team just can't like make them do stuff. Like there was a guy from Nesson who I was talking to who was like, oh, we were talking about a player. And he's like, oh, that guy doesn't do post games. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, me and him like got into an argument last year, and now he doesn't do post games. So like, even if that guy hit a walk-off home run tonight, you would not see a post game with me and him. He would, I would ask him, and he would say no, and then he would walk down the tunnel. So I would imagine like the Bruins and NHL players probably have the same freedom that if, because it's not the league coming to them. It's not even their team coming to them. It's someone from ESPN coming to them and saying like, Hey, we want to mic you up. I think of course you can just be like, no, I'm not smack the mic out of their hand. Call them a nerd. Yeah. Spit in their face, you know, like an adult. That's what I would do. I don't know. That's what I would do too. Um, what was with the audio going up and down? Did you get that going on your broadcast? Or was I, that did, me? I did not get that. What was going on? My audio kept going up and down. And it happened on my phone, that happened on my TV, and it happened on my laptop. I was I was multi-screen in this game. Interesting. I don't no, know I, I didn't notice about. that. I don't know. It was like it was like I could hear him like twisting knobs, like one, turning one up, one up with the other. Um that that's so not important. Did you check out the um the star cam broadcast or whatever they called it? They do so much, they do too much with that. It's a silly thing. It's like on NBC, it's like if you watch the game through their website, you can select a camera that is affixed to specific players. I'm like, who is doing that? Like, why? Like, if I want to just watch the player, I'll just watch the player. Like, they're probably, it's like them just on the bench. Like, I think unless you're like a content creator who's like screen recording and using something or like you're like a deep analyst. But like beyond that, like the average person's not like, oh, I'm gonna put on the Jake Gensel broadcast instead tonight. That's and uh, that that reminds me of something. Is there one after one of the the Penguins scored, like the game was going on, like play was resumed, and they did the picture in picture thing, and so the mm-hmm. game's on the left and on the right, it's just a close up of the goal scorer on the bench just not doing anything, and yeah, it was like 50 50. It wasn't like here's like a little thumbnail. It was just like a guy just sitting stoically staring out on the ice. I'm like, good stuff. This is this is what I'm here for. See this guy? This guy just scored. This In case you forgot what his face looked like. That's him right lying. there. I, I, I we're gonna be nitpicking a lot of broadcasts, aren't we? I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's like it's like it's I don't know, it's 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 how it goes. I don't know. The star cam thing. I understand that like a lot of broadcasts are gonna do like a a, a two broadcast thing now because like the manning cast made that a thing and uh the what's the other one the k-rod one or whatever like they 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 exist and there's like a a a good purpose for them but it's like i i know what i want in a secondary broadcast dude we talked about it i want a top-down view i want like i don't know how you do it do you want a camera that's basically on like in the catwalks of the arena looking down on down. the ice. I want to see the whole the whole zone from above. That's what I want to see. And I would watch that. No broadcast, no announcers. I would love uh the option of just having the sound of the game, but I don't think they can. They I don't know if you never. know sometimes like there'll be the play behind the net mm-hmm. and they cut out the uh on ice audio. I'm like, you know that they can just hear them yelling and swearing. Like that has oh, yeah. to be what that is. 100 i I think they shut it down before they even hear it's not like oh they said fuck we're gonna turn it down i think they just assume like oh if the boys are battling right here turn it down in a way i like it because the few times where it leaks out and you can hear it it's so much fun to like get like a a a shot of it there was one time there's there's a really good video on youtube it's like a high it's like a 45 minute long video of bergeron's defensive highlights Mm -hmm. it's so good 
And there's one point where he steals the puck from Phil Kessel, and you can just hear like fading away, like "fuck you, Bergie." Like, <laughs> and it, it's just so nice. I just love stuff like those that. are all. Those are always good. Or like, obviously, you get the um, the the uh, Wes. Um, why am I blanking on his name right now? Macaulay. Wes Macaulay. I I was my brain wanted to say Anderson so bad. Wes Anderson is not an NHL official. Imagine a uh, Wes Anderson hockey movie. It'd be beautiful. It'd be I mean, poetic. Yeah. It'd be ballet. But like every once in a while, when you get a, a West Macaulay audio leak, they're they're nice. It's nice to just have them sprinkled. You know that they still uh, button up as much as they can for TV. It's it is kind of nice when they leak. It's cool seeing a ref with that much personality too. Yeah, it's like you never nice. you never see that. And that's great. Uh, I I had one more note here. Hit me, Danton Heinen. Thank you for saying that. Go carry on. I want to that, hear your thought first. No, that's the whole note. Oh, okay. That's all I wrote. That's my last note on the game is Denton Heinen. He all right. You and I had a conversation about how recognizable Jake Dabrowski is on the ice. Yeah. You can just see you can look at him and in an instant be like, that's Jake Dabrowski. Not not looking at the numbers, obviously, not looking at the name, just like his posture. Yeah, his Danton body Heinen, type and the way he skates. Danton Heinen is another one of those players. I have not seen Danton Heinen skate mm-hmm. in probably over a year. And the moment I looked at him, like that's Danton Heinen. Like his, he's like pushing his shoulders down and his neck up, like he's doing his best Ichabod Crane impression. <laughs> and like I, I'm like, yeah, that's Danton Heinen. That is, uh, that is so oddly spot on. I never, if you gun to my head, we're like, what is Danton Heinen's posture like? Relate him to a a folklore figure. From like, I got Hollow. nothing. Yeah, someone from Sleepy <laughs> Hollow. I'd be like, I got nope. The mayor. Yeah, no. There's he just like, like a Ichabod few. Crane. There's a few players that just like there's something very unique about how they stand. Mm-hmm. That I'm like that. That has to be you. Yeah, my fa- I mean, it, my favorite player growing up was Paul Correa, and like I implore you, if you are too young to remember uh, Paul Correa out there, just go watch his highlights. There's not a question where he is on the ice. My mom knew when he was on the ice. My mom did not watch hockey until I started watching hockey. So she was like, she, like, I remember her telling me as a kid, like, I can just know. I know when Paul's out there, he just skates different. He just had a, a certain body and whatever. Like one of the, probably the, the most recognizable, if you don't count like guys with like crazy hair and whatever, like those yeah, are sure. obviously going to whatever. But if you're going like just off a silhouette, Paul Correa is up there on that list too. Danton One, Heinen, dude. <laughs> How much more? We should have talked more about Danton Heinen. I, yeah, I got about. more pages of notes. My my last note is this is I, while I was watching the game, my girlfriend made a comment, or I made a comment to my girlfriend like that. Sidney Crosby, he's like the best hockey player in the world, mm-hmm. and my girlfriend doesn't really watch hockey, and she was so dubious. Of, like she she was like. What are his qualifications? Like she didn't believe it. She she was like fully skeptical about a man being the best hockey player in the world. Were you like, trust me, I watched it all? I mean, more or less, yes. <laughs> I was, I was Cros- like, oh, uh, he's he's Crosby. Came in at eighteen. Was the captain at eighteen. Just like his backhand came to mind. Like I don't think anybody Handful in the of cups world is just like one of the best playmakers to ever play the game. I don't. Who has a better backhand than Crosby? Like I. He can shoot it backhand faster than I think most people can shoot it forehand. Not NHL players, but he's a he's a he's a phenom. I like that she's like, "What? Who says that?" She like crossed her arm. She's like, "Let me see his resume." Like, let's. I don't. I don't believe you. Trust me. I don't. And then I debated with myself: like, is it Crosby or McDavid? I think Crosby has the tenure, and I think McDavid has the youthful exuberance in his corner. I think, yeah, I think like pure talent. Nobody, oh my God, I'm sorry, dude. The The Ducks just scored on themselves from the top of the circle. I love when teams score on themselves. Dude, it I is mean, one of my favorite things in hockey. Like a defenseman was breaking up a rush, like lifted a stick and went to swipe the puck and instead like just top sauce, like a beautiful shot into his own net. It wasn't like a in the crease clearing it out. It was like top of the circle, a beautiful wrist shot. Oh, that's really good. And it tied the game. That is oh, so no. funny. How much time is remaining? Uh, It's like near the end of the second. That is okay, so that's, funny. Oh, that's brutal. Oh, Scoring on your own empty net is my favorite. Oh, those are tough. 
like incoming power play and you try mm-hmm. to like bank it back to the point and it just goes right past him and goes in. That's so good. Cause then you go in the power play after Beautiful. just giving up a goal. <laughs> Uh, I don't have any more comments about this game in particular. I just want to, uh, again, say thank you to all the listeners. Yeah. Um, it's been such a great response. It's so yes. such a great response. I wanted to say it both at the beginning and at the end. Should I try to sound more earnest this time, you think? We'll cut all this out so they can't tell that I'm making up all my feelings. In case you forget. Right. Also, uh, if you have not already, go to our Twitter account at bearwithme slash underscore pod and retweet our sweepstakes for a chance yes. to win two tickets to the Bruins Calgary game next Thursday, November 10th. All you have yes. to do is retweet and you're entered to win. And follow. And you don't have to follow $100. <laughs> you don't have to follow or Venmo us, but like they both definitely help your cause. Uh, but yeah, no, that'll still be up and running by the time this comes out. Uh, we're probably not going to give them away till, um, I don't know, maybe Monday. So sounds good. We'll give somewhere, you a heads up when, when, when it's winding down. Yeah, yeah. So check out the Twitter. Um, we might get on Instagram. Who knows? But Twitter's really where it's at. So, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, unless you have anything else, Rob, I think I'm good to wrap it up here. No, I think we covered everything and more. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys uh, after what game are we? When are we coming back, Rob? Uh, so they play Thursday night against New York and then Saturday night against Toronto, both on the road. That's not an answer to the question that you asked. No, it's not at all. But, um... I, was, I was gauging your response, <laughs> which there was none. Um, I, I, Let's do a Thursday night show. You down right, for Thursday night yeah, show? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Ranger right, well, games are always really interesting, and they're a good team right now. So I think there'll be a lot going on. All right, well, we'll be back here uh, Thursday night, probably like Friday morning for you guys when this comes out after that Leafs game. It's also a Leafs game. You got to do the Leafs Leafs games, especially when they suck. Oh, and boy, do they ever. Oh, they're so bad. They're vintage Toronto right now. I'm loving every second of it. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. And we got to get a better outro than the one I'm about to do. Bear Bear with me. With me. Awful. Terrible every time. Worse than the first one.